0: From the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, I'm Anne Lundholm, and this show has everything. Fatless sponges, stodgy puddings, rose water essence, bicarbonate of soda, puffed rice for structural integrity, an abundance of jam and cream, and of course, eye-popping sweaters. We're finally... Doing a deep dive into the Great British Bake Off as we dissect the first episode of the 2021 season, and joining me today are a couple of fellow Bake Off enthusiasts from Sourdough Studios in Detroit, Michigan. It's Meredith, the MVH fan. Harn. Hi, Meredith. Hi, Anne. I'm so
1: excited.
0: <laughs> and from Cherry Clafouti Central in Albany, New York. Ooh, callback. It's Bobby Pave. Good evening, Bobby. <laughs> good evening and you remembered i did i never forget a person's favorite dessert i am excited to have this discussion with the two of you i have many thoughts and we have i think a surprisingly large subset of TC listeners who are experienced bakers and consumers of the show so it should be a fun and fruitful topic so we'll start with a little small talk Or, let's be honest, a lot of small talk. We'll check what's in the mailbag and find out your pop culture obsessions. We'll share our thoughts, hopes, and dreams for this season of Bake Off. And we'll make some tissue recommendations. Gosh, I wonder what it will be. And let you know how you can get involved
2: with the show. All right, let's get into it, Bobby. Take us to small talk. I will happily do that. And I've got all sorts of things that I need to catch up on because I have not been on the last couple of weeks. But before I do... Anne, there's something on here that I don't know that I understand. Uh-huh. I, I don't know you as being fallible. And so it is confusing to me to see you write that you have an apology for Jeremy. Oh, God. I don't know if I want to be thought of as infallible. I mean,
0: I do, but I don't. Like I could do, <laughs> but it doesn't make me more lovable to be infallible. <laughs> I do I have to apologize to Jeremy because he said on last week's show which was very enjoyable to me to listen to um I always love it when Jeremy makes an appearance. He had kind of a grievance. He was sad that he hadn't been invited to be on our Space Movies show because he is Mr. Space. And the fact that we didn't invite him made him feel a little bit left out. And so I wanted to say I'm really sorry Jeremy. But I didn't think you liked movies. Christy always says that Jeremy like doesn't like plays and shows mm-hmm. and stuff because he doesn't have the attention span. Because he's, uh, his brain is so busy, he doesn't want to sit and watch a thing. So I didn't think Jeremy watched movies, space or not. Because I did, in fact, think if we should get him involved because of the topic. If it had been space, absolutely. But space movies, I thought... He wouldn't want to do that. So Well, and that's like watching
1: five movies. It's not a little bit of work, you know? It's a lot to sit through
0: sometimes. Plus, I mean, if we added Jeremy, it would have been six movies.
2: Yeah. The show would have been three hours. Mm -hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No,
0: of of course not. But I I just want to say, Jeremy, I love you. You're my partner in space nerdery, and we should have had you on, so... Consider yourself seen and acknowledged.
2: We should definitely do a show about dads, but just not invite him.
0: Let's <laughs> we'll just have you
1: and me. I'll and...
0: We'll talk about what it's like to be
2: a father.
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Or uh,
0: let's do a show about um, being Christian homeschooled. We won't yeah. ask him mm.
2: for that. Yeah, I do feel bad for Jeremy for how much of 6,000 years of world history he's missed. Um. <laughs> And you know what? I, I have an idea. Um, we should get Jeremy a present uh, to for our, you know as an apology gift. That's an appropriate thing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I bought the girl downstairs a bottle of wine when True. I was too loud. So why not buy an apology gift? Um, I have a thought. I actually thought this after hearing the last episode. Which, by the way, I don't know why you would hear this and not have heard the last episode, but you should. It was delightful. Jeremy is delightful, as I told you all the other night. It's the best episode that i was so glad i got to just listen to because if i had been on it i would have had nothing to contribute um we should get him a second tarp you know he's been sleeping out on a tarp (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i was thinking maybe one for under and then another one for over is there such a thing as a padded (sighs) tarp or does at that point does it just become like a mattress
0: roll sleeping Hmm. bag it's
1: kind of a quilt could get my mom in on that maybe
0: space quilt Oh, my gosh.
2: (gasps) I'm almost done with the quilt that I'm working on. Well. I'm going to think about this. Don't let Jeremy listen to this one, because in two and a half years, he's getting this this quilt.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Can you make it silver and reflective? I'll make the back reflective. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Uh, So, like, just uh, you're going to quilt a bunch of emergency blankets together? Yeah. Uh I'm sure you can get that material somewhere.
0: Sure. I'll just hang out at the finish line of a marathon and see what's left over. (laughs) Yes.
2: There you go. Pre-crinkled for your enjoyment. Uh, Okay, so Jeremy, we're sorry. And sorry. I think, by extension, we're all sorry. Did you hear that,
0: Jeremy? Nobody else will admit to being sorry but me.
2: (laughs) I'll never apologize. uh, (laughs) One other asshole who definitely won't apologize is Bear.
1: You guys, uh, Bear (laughs) is going to be the death of me. Are you um, having some regrets lately? <laughs> no, but <laughs> some headaches for sure. Um, one of the reasons I wasn't on the show last week is because I was busy tending to Bear's poor digestive system, and I think I think what he did was he ate some champagne cork. I'm not 100% sure about that, but um, last week he started to throw up and I cleaned up very impressive amounts and I won't go into too much detail but that's why I think there was cork involved Mm. um but there's another possibility or maybe an addition which is that for some reason the bottom step of our basement stairs is has got um that spray foam insulation underneath it it's like basically underneath the, the the whole entire bottom step and I don't know why Maybe this structural foam. I'm not sure. Um, But there have been some chunks taken out of it. And I thought they were just, like, scratching it. And I would sweep it up and and not think too much about it. But I think I saw some in there as well in his puke. Um, And so he started to get kind of listless. And he didn't want to eat. And he was just sort of, like, laying around and not acting like himself. And when a cat stops eating, that's a bad sign. Because they're good at hiding when they're sick. Um so I was worried um and and one thing led to another and and we got to a point where it was 4:30 in the morning and Gregory is in the basement hand sawing a piece of wood to cover <laughs> up this foam <laughs> from underneath the stair so that bear can't eat it. So he fashioned two boards and he tried to do it by hand so that he wasn't using his, you know, table saw at four thirty in the morning. Talk about slinging lumber. Neighbors. I know. I know. Um, and so he's like sanding it by hand and, um, and, 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 you know, that, that probably needed to be done. Anyway, like, I don't know what that stuff was. (laughs) It was healthy to even be around. So I'm glad that it's covered up. But I ended up having to take him into the vet. And they weren't entirely sure. But we gave him some uh, anti nausea medicine and and sent him home and then the next day he just really was doing not any better um the anti-nausea medicine didn't seem to be working he didn't want to eat and then he was hiding under the bed which is also a bad sign so when a cat is not eating and hiding I think okay this cat's about to die um so I took him to the emergency vet at like five thirty in the morning and it was a pretty awful experience. The, the person who, who did the intake was like, so why aren't you at the regular vet? And I'm like, because it's 530 in the morning. <laughs> and she's like, well, why don't you just wait for them to be open? And I was like, because I think he's dying.
2: Excuse <laughs> like, me, isn't your business to be the after hours vet?
1: Yeah. And I was like, half of me was like, okay, I guess I'll just leave. Like, what do you want? You want me to leave? Like, do you not want my money? Like, like, Yeah. Why the judgment? Why do they care? I don't know. She was acting like fake confused she's like i just don't what i just you know how people do that where Mm -hmm. they're like i'm pretending to not understand because you're being so stupid and i was like well you know he's not acting right i don't feel good about the way he's doing and my vet said if he got worse to bring him in and she's like but he hasn't thrown up anymore and i'm like no but he's worse well he hasn't (laughs) he's not eating and he's hiding yeah he's you know (laughs) i just don't feel good about it so i felt like i had to justify myself and then i i couldn't stop from starting to cry, which I kind of was mad about, but also like it kind of softened her up a little bit where she was like, okay, you know, started to like take his history in a much calmer way. And then I just cried the whole rest of the time. Was she getting (laughs) the Yelp review of a lifetime? Oh, they're getting it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they, they had to keep him the whole day and, um, they shaved his little belly for an ultrasound, which is the only good thing that came out of this it's really funny um, and they, they didn't see too much except that they think that he had some pancreatitis, which in cats can happen when they eat something that doesn't agree with them, or it can just happen for no reason. Um, my old cat Loki got pancreatitis after eating some prime rib that was on the counter. Um, because there's so much fat in it, it can irritate them. So, you know, it might have been the cork, it might have been the insulation, it might have been one of the million other things that Bear likes to eat. You know, he like he likes to chew on um, cords and eat, you know, whatever he finds on the floor or, you know,
2: take a chunk out of the rug. He just, he'll eat anything. Just imagining Loki eating prime rib and then just getting gout.
1: <laughs> he, I mean, essentially, it's like cat gout.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's not too
1: far off. Um, so I, I was you know i was gratified that he wasn't like in immediate danger although pancreatitis can be very dangerous they can lose weight and it can damage their liver and all this stuff so but they didn't think that he was like you know dying so that was that was reassuring i had to leave him there all day though and then they had to give him fluids under his skin and and then i took him home and he was on all this medicine he was on morphine for like 3 days which was hilarious um and anti nausea medicine and also they gave him an appetite stimulant which is something blissfully that you can you can um it's like a gel that you put inside their ear because giving a cat a pill is usually a nightmare and um this this gel um was to hopefully stimulate him to eat more because the sooner these these cats eat the better they do and he didn't want to eat the day he came home but the next morning he was like starving. He was acting like he had never eaten in his life and I was like, "Okay, we're making up for lost time, but we need to be delicate here." And so he was getting like chicken and turkey baby food um because it's easier on on the system. But he was behaving like He wanted to eat everything in sight. And I was like, we're just going to have the same problem if he's just going (laughs) to (laughs) eat like something Mm -hmm. else that's going (laughs) to hurt his stomach. He was, he like bit my wedding ring. Like he was going to eat the stone. He bit me several times. That's nothing new. He bites me all the time, but he was just acting starving. So I was like giving him, I don't know, probably that day he got like 10 small meals. I was just trying not to overfeed him too much at one time. Um, and he kept it all down, but I was like, you know what, the next day I called the vet and I was like, can I stop giving him this appetite stimulant? Because this is insane. He's eating way too much. Um, and so it was just like, it was just him on steroids. He was just like super duper extra bear as far as his eating habits went. Um, and I'm pleased to say that his digestion seems to be working. He hasn't thrown up. He's been eating his normal food. He's not on morphine anymore. He's not on appetite stimulant anymore. Um, and the the one good thing that the appetite stimulant did was it made him uh, take his anti-nausea pill. I just put it in a pill pocket and he just ate it, which cats never do. Cats are way too smart for that. But his appetite was such that he was just willing to eat it. So I thank it for that, but I was like... More than happy to stop giving it to him, so now he 's fine um he's back to his regular diet. he just has a funny shaved belly, and it 's hilarious.
0: The biggest question that I have i mean the thing that jumps out at me is you have the so much champagne that you just have champagne corks like lying around well
1: no i don 't know exactly so they I cleaned underneath the the sofa um while he was at the vet and i found like 3 under there they just like you know
0: oh they've accumulated over accumulated time.
1: and they play with them and I then see. they they will like knock something out from under the cat there was also like 4000 other cat toys under there um and you know these were probably had been there for a long time so i don't know why i don't know why this one gave him a problem i i i took one away that he had been actually eating and i was like okay this is probably not good Um, but no, I don't like give them to him to play with, but well, well, you just,
2: you saber them off and then where they land is where they land.
1: (laughs) I'm very afraid of opening champagne bottles. It scares me every single time. So I don't know. I don't know where they go. (laughs) They hit the ceiling
2: and then I run away. (laughs) Your ceiling is nothing but dense. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, make sure you hold on to the rest of that tube of, uh, of animal appetite suppressant or uh, rather uh, anti-suppressant opposite of suppressant stimulant stimulant Stimulant. that's the word I'm looking for it doesn't matter what it is because at some point it will be heralded as a COVID-19 cure and then you can sell it that's true good idea
1: yeah, I so was definitely. thinking you were going to say, like, for future illnesses, but that's, you know, that you've got a better idea. There. Yeah, definitely. No, human sell it to some...
2: Illnesses. Sell it to some dummies, make their money before, before they die, just take it. I mean, they're not going to be using it, just
1: take hey, it. Hey, if you got fired from your nursing job for refusing the vaccine mandate, <laughs> have I got a
2: solution for you. <laughs> oh, my God, it's the world we live in, it's so mm, funny. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, keep, keep laughing, keep laughing. <laughs> Ah, uh, bear you little bastard. I know. <laughs>
0: Cute little bastard.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, Sam is starting to send me more pictures of cats, so I think hopefully there's a cat in our future. I thought uh, you she... were dog curious. We are. Um we definitely don't live in a dog positive environment right now, despite mm. the noises outside my kitchen window here. Um uh, that may or may not come through at some point. Yeah, you um, really
1: need to have somebody there a lot of the time for a dog.
2: <laughs> yeah. Now, my lifestyle is not conducive to a dog or really even a stable relationship, but Sam is making it work anyway. Um, Bless her. I know. Really, truly. She won't hear this either, but God bless her. (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah, cat. Cat. She can handle a cat. I can visit a cat. She sent me a picture Mm -hmm. of a kitten named Yoshi last week that was just adorable. And by the time I even clicked on it to go look at the listing, uh, Yoshi was gone. So, yeah, we don't kittens want a kitten. don't last. We, Don't we, get a kitten. Get we a can't 3 no, cat. No, we, we want an oh older God. cat. We, you know, we did that with Cupcake with Six when we got her. We'll do that again. But. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um. <laughs> Merida says, don't get a kitten. Don't get a kitten.
1: He's not even a kitten anymore. He just had his third birthday. So go higher than three. I don't know. He's
2: always going to be a kitten to us. I know.
1: And me. And himself. Yeah.
2: So on to my crazy lifestyle. Which makes it sound like I'm a swinger or something. <laughs> my drug-fueled lifestyle. Ugh, I broke my key bowl, Bobby says. <laughs> close. <laughs> really close. Actually, the um the glass light fixture from the kitchen has just been sitting on the floor and it looks like it's ready for everybody's keys. Um it's a studio apartment, so boy, there's really not anywhere to go <laughs> for all of the people who would need to be involved for that uh okay so here's what you've missed the last couple of weeks in bobby land uh last week's world i don't want to pay the royalties on that <laughs> when have uh, we ever paid royalties we're not gonna pay anybody <laughs> <laughs> sorry howie mandel um i'm in the studio apartment in albany i'm on the top floor the fourth floor of a gorgeous brick building from the 1870s it is one massive apartment on the second floor that i've seen pictures of and if the people in it ever move out i will instantly beg to try to get it and then seven studios there's one on the first floor like garden level and then the third and fourth floor just three studios stacked it's a it's a pretty economical building and i'm up on the top floor in the back and i love it because it's quiet except for those dogs that i mentioned earlier and uh as far as low budget studio apartments go it's very nice very high ceilings crown molding owner of the building takes care of it. I was really happy to find it. Nice hardwood floors, redone kitchen, all these good things. a fridge that hums at an impressively <laughs> loud, weird pitch that I usually have to unplug when we record, although today it's being pretty good. And so I've really grown to like this little studio apartment until last week. Uh, I was uh, asleep in the, uh, the room. I don't know whether to call it the bedroom or the living room, but it's the room, the room I'm in right now. Uh, and right next to me, is the kitchen, and the kitchen's uh, you know, basically a galley and has two doorways, one at each end, and then a wall about the width of the door between them, and you can just do a loop in and out of the kitchen. I wake up, and I hear what sounds like at about 3.30 in the morning, this is last Friday morning, uh, someone taking a piss in my kitchen. Just sounds like, just like a solid stream of water just hitting the floor in my kitchen. It takes me a minute to think about what it is. I get up out of bed, and I walk over to the kitchen, and I flip on the kitchen light, which is a ceiling-mounted uh, dome light. And I look up, and I see that the water is streaming from the, uh, from the light fixture straight to the floor. Just you got straight. one of those boob lights, and it's yeah, lactating. Yeah, exactly. It's coming right <laughs> down the, the nipple. Mm-hmm. And I'm noticing that it's, it's, it looks weird, and I realize it's brown about halfway up the bowl of said boob light. It's not healthy. And then I'm slowly realizing in my half asleep stupor, that's brown water that is pooling in my light that I just turned on. And so I promptly turn the light back off. Good thinking. And I look down and I go, oh, it's raining very hard. And I'm on the top floor. Some water must be getting through somewhere. Well, that sucks. I'll put a bucket under it. Call the landlord in the morning. And, uh, He'll have to send out his guy, you know, whatever, all these people have guys. Send out the guy to look at the light and patch it up and you know, whatever it's dripping. Dripping happens. Meredith, you've had dripping in your kitchen. Yep. And you've had dripping in your kitchen.
0: I've had dripping in my front entryway. Ah,
2: right. Okay. Your kitchen's been spared. Close enough. Yes. Uh, and I say I put the, you know, I got a bucket under the sink. I use it for cleaning. I do clean. I'm, I'm a bachelor, but I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a bachelor in my thirties, not a bachelor in my twenties. I clean. (laughs) I I put the bucket under the thing that's dripping and I, okay. And I walk away for a minute. I I go into the other room and then I come back into the kitchen a few minutes later and I'm thinking, okay. And the bucket's full. (laughs) Just like, fuck, this is not a little bit of water. So I dumped the bucket. At this point, the floor is wet. And so, you know, you reach that point in a project when there's just no uh, no chance in cleaning up. Like, you just know you're going to clean up when you're done. You just give up on trying to clean as you go. And I'm usually a clean-as-I-go kind of guy. I, um, I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> what do you mean? So, Anne, you've never reached this point. There's a point. <laughs> <laughs> in which you just say, fuck it, I'll clean it later. The floor is getting wet. And I'm like, well, okay, well, I got to bail the bucket. What am I going to do with the water? I don't know. So I just, I, I dump the bucket in the kitchen sink. Then I, I have dishes in the kitchen sink. I'm like, okay, well, whatever. I put the bucket back under. The bucket's instantly starting to fill. And then I look up and now the whole water, fi- the light fixture is full of water. Like it's full to the top. And it's draining like a, like a coffee maker basket, just straight down brown water. And I'm like, okay. And I'm still waking up here and I go into the not, kitchen the other room, the main room and i I don't have a dresser here' because again this is you know it's not temporary, but it's like it's not elegant. I dump out a bin full of my clothes like one of these big plastic uh sterilite bins, and I bring it in and I put that under there it's a fourteen gallon bucket bin and I'm like, okay well, that'll buy me some time and uh it starts filling and then I look up and I look around and I realize. The water is also kind of coming in on the edges of the window a little bit, oh boy. and uh, and I'm like, okay, well, all right. So I I'll put a I'll put a pan and another bucket under the windowsill, and it's catching most of that. And the window's uh, open a little bit, so most of the water's actually going right back out the bottom of the window, which is fine. It's not blowing in rain, so that's fine. And then I think, okay, sterilite buckets under there should be good now. I'll just I'll I'll get back up in a little while. And uh, I'll, just, I'll just get up. Like, what, what are you going to do? It's going to keep raining. I, I can't. There's nothing else to be done in the middle of the night. So I go back to sleep. And I get back up uh, just under an hour later, 45 minutes later. The Sterilite bin is overflowing and there's water all over the kitchen floor. And it's encroaching on my rug in the uh, main room.
0: Oh, no!
2: And I think to myself, well, that's what I get for going back to sleep. And so I get up and I bail out the big Sterilite bin with the bucket into the sink i move my dishes out i find another bin i throw them in that bin i throw them in the tub i realize okay now the tub is now contaminated like now i now that i just have to take over more land and so i just i'm clearing out the kitchen like i had already unplugged a couple of appliances just to be safe And i'm like okay the coffee maker the toaster they gotta go unplug the microwave everything's got to be unplugged except the fridge because i'm not losing all my food if i can avoid it and the water wasn't over there yet And then I look up at the crown molding and I see that water is just running down the sides of a couple of the wall, like spots, a couple of the walls. Mm. And in one spot between the fridge and the door to the apartment, there's a big welt on the wall of water that is dripping behind the latex paint and pooling. And the, it's just growing like a pimple or, or like a, I don't know, something else equally disgusting. It's just a sack of (laughs) water is growing behind the wall. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, okay. Mommy! Mommy! Yeah, exactly. what, what do you do at this point? And then I look over, there's one wall. The wall in the kitchen that's between the two doorways is brick. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> it's, it's an accent wall. I, I assume that it's part of the structural integrity of this old brick building. And I look over and realize water is sheeting down the brick like a water Oof. feature. Like if it was in the front lobby of a dentist's office, it would look very like it belonged there. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't even know where to start. With that, I tried to put a towel against it, figuring maybe I could siphon it off. And all it did was soak the towel instantly. I'm like, okay, I don't know. I kind of give up. So I just start bailing out this 14 gallon thing. And I just bailed it every 20 minutes as it was starting to get full for a couple hours, stayed up the rest of the night. And finally, at about 6 a.m., I called my landlord and I was just like, the rain has stopped. The water dripping has not. Uh, You need to get over here. And I'll use his name just because it's incredible. Felton, my landlord. (laughs) He's actually a super nice guy. Comes over shortly thereafter. And he gets out a ladder and he goes up on the roof from the access point in the main stairs. And he comes back down and he's holding the drain from the roof drain. And it had just leaves just perfectly adhered to it in such a way that it had completely clogged. There wasn't a big cluster of crap up there, but just like three leaves had just so perfectly stuck. Ugh.
0: Like banana leaves over a tiger trap?
2: Yes, yes, exactly. And his jeans are wet up halfway up his calves. Mm. And there was a pool of water that was just sitting directly over my apartment all night. And that's what was draining through my light fixture. And then through my walls. It ended up also including some of the ceiling in the main room and a wall that it shares with the kitchen. Thankfully, it didn't get any of my electronics. It got a little bit of my rug. Sam bought me this cheap black and white shag rug for this apartment. And um it's pretty much disposable. So it's okay. Um nothing was destroyed of mine, really. I destroyed one nice towel, because at one point I was just trying to mop up water. Um, and these Sterlite bins, they're still sitting in here. I don't think I'm ever going to get the funk out of them. So mm. I think they're just going to go. Yeah. Like, I feel bad about that, but I don't Somebody can have them if they want them. I might get rid of the bucket too. I think the buckets probably just served its time. I don't think I can use it as a cleaning bucket ever again. And, uh, yeah, Felton found some more towels downstairs, wiped down my floor. Once he did that up there, it stopped draining about an hour later. Handyman came over looked at the light fixture um so much water came down to my front door to the apartment that it swelled and so did the frame and the trim and the door was sticking coming in and out. Jeez. Just uh just last night a guy came by and like shaved down the door so that it doesn't stick like it was bad like I had to kick it open. Um so yeah, I now live in water world. Um <laughs> welcome. It, it's great. It smells. Mm-hmm. Uh it definitely smells like wet wall. Uh, and this weekend, uh, I will not be here. I will be in Boston. Thankfully, uh, this will be uh, having already happened by the time you hear this. Fingers crossed, uh, a crew is going to come through and probably rip down my entire ceiling in the in the kitchen.
0: Yeah.
2: So uh, yeah, I think I just have to get some drop cloths or something for my stuff. But uh, yeah, I now live in Waterworld, and uh, I don't know. Go to the Facebook page where I will post a video. Of water draining from this thing, time stamped at 4.30 in the morning, and uh, you will see the bit of hell that I just, like in hindsight, I should have called the landlord a couple hours earlier, but in my mind, I was just thinking, well, it's just raining, it's raining hard, it's going to stop raining, and then the water's going to stop, and then it stopped raining, and right. the, the water didn't
0: stop. And you think by yeah. the time he gets over here, it'll be it'll be done anyway.
2: Right, I'm going to call him over and just be like, oh, a little bit of water, and then I realized 100 gallons later, it wasn't a little bit of water.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, handyman last night told me that the girl who lives downstairs, the aforementioned uh, recipient of a bottle of wine from me when I first moved in, um, she has drop-style drop ceiling tiles in some of her setup for some reason. I have some in my bathroom. I don't know why. Uh, nowhere else. Uh, apparently, those got wet in her place, but otherwise, her place was mostly spared. So That
1: poor woman. She's really having a rough time with you.
2: Uh, the moral <laughs> of the story is I'm a hero. If I hadn't been home... <laughs> Can That's you imagine true. how much water true. would have gone down into the other units? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that Felton owes me a parade. I'm just saying. Felton. Kind of owes me a parade. Yeah. yeah. At least a break on the rent. Um, he did um, buy four tickets to the Albany Symphony opening night concert.
0: <laughs> Aha! Good.
2: <laughs> so I may have earned a patron through my suffering. Um but, uh, yeah, and oh, no, I felt bad for him, honestly, because, like, I own a house that's not quite as old as this building. But, like, if my tenant was suddenly getting flooded with water, I would hope that she would bail out the kitchen the way I did. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she won't if she does. She doesn't listen to this. I know <laughs> she wouldn't, but I hope she would. <laughs>
0: Why does this stuff never happen in the middle of the night? Is what I mean, never. It always happens in the middle of the night. Yeah. Uh
2: Yeah. I did
0: too. It's like a yeah. law of nature somehow mm-hmm. that this is always going to happen when you are absolutely at
2: your lowest witted. Yep. I mean, I'm usually. But yeah, I was so disoriented. <laughs> like I thought I was like, not hallucinating, but like I was trying to remember. Like, well, it's had very I, confusing. Had I been drinking? No, I hadn't been drinking. Is that me peeing? No, it's not me peeing. <laughs> is like, there someone in my kitchen peeing? Right, there's that too. Like I'm working through all of the you know, all of the options I'm, I'm going through my rotation here, uh, mm-hmm. and nothing, nothing registers. And then the light thing, like it's flooding. And yet I still had the, the, uh, mindset of, Oh, I better go get a piece of tape to put on the light switch. So no one turns on the light.
1: We did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know, when the, when the contractors from the insurance company came, um, they're like, you know, the light would have been fine. Like it's not gonna, yeah. it, it would short out if anything. So, I wouldn't worry about it. Because I was like, is this gonna burn my house down? Well that's were what like, we're taught. Nah.
2: Water and electricity. Yeah. Don't mix. I think that's actually a good lesson. Yeah. Uh so yes. Um that's Water World. I will post pictures video. Uh and uh you'll be shocked at just how brown the water was, <laughs> considering <laughs> it was rainwater. It looks like sewage, but it's not. Uh and then more things from the last week, because that wasn't enough to frustrate me and ruin my life. Um, i am i am mac loyal I've been mac loyal for how long I don't know over a decade well over a decade now 15 years something like that and I have had a macBook issue that that is really making me question this um, yesterday morning i was at work and I had my macbook on a little stand and into a second monitor as I often do and just suddenly it just dead no explanation no nothing just weird sh- shut down right in front of me would not turn off would not turn back on wouldn't reboot did all the different keyboard tricks all the different things he can do nothing and the nice thing about Macs is they don't do this there is no blue screen of death in mac world like it just doesn't happen and so i i call apple supporter well, there actually is I'm,
1: the spinning rainbow of death well, there I'm is but to.
2: i haven't seen that in years yeah it happens and this is a less than a year old MacBook Pro. And so I, I'm chatting with Apple support and I'm like, and they have me going through all the same steps, you know, because customer service is still customer service at any company. And so you got to do all this shit again. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. Apple store couldn't get me in yesterday. I ended up driving an hour to a small Mac repair place, authorized repair shop called mad max M-A-C-S <laughs> across state line yep. back in Massachusetts. And I go in and I explain it to them and I'm thinking to myself, okay, cool. They got some couches in here and it's very stylish. Despite being in the middle of nowhere, I'll hang out for a little while, play with my phone and they'll bring me back my laptop. And then they just look at me and they go, okay, great. So we'll call you. Don't call us. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. So I left. And so I, that was yesterday morning and I've never felt more withdrawal than the last 24 hours without my laptop oh boy really sad Uh, I got a call about an hour before two hours before we started recording here that it is okay now but they had to replace my entire motherboard (laughs) woof everything the logic board fried or something and you know all that shit's interconnected in a MacBook they don't make it replaceable very intentionally and so uh, I'm getting my old shell of a laptop back with new guts uh, tomorrow morning and uh, that I'm going to have to go about uh, reprogramming everything. So I'm recording tonight on my backup HP Elite Desk PC. And mm. it feels very strange. And so if I fuck up anything, it's because I don't know the keyboard shortcuts. But it's Elite. <laughs> it sure is. It's so Elite <laughs> that it doesn't do Wi-Fi. I had to run a long Ethernet cable across uh, the room. What? Mm-hmm.
1: all right that's something that really as a lifelong mac person that really threw me for a loop the first time i owned a pc i was like wait a minute it doesn't just have it i don't yep. understand no you have to get a wi-fi card what in,
2: in 2004 i had a, a dell desktop dude you're getting a dell that was bought for me by my uncle to take to college as a graduation gift from high school and i had to buy for it a why wi- uh, not a wi-fi card i had to buy for it an, uh, an ethernet card because mm-hmm. it still had just the phone jack. Yep. <laughs> and I bought a TV tuner card for it so I could plug coaxial cable <laughs> into it and watch cable on my computer. Wow. High tech. Those were the days. What I'm getting uh, from
3: this
0: is that PCs are just more customizable than Macs. Well, that's
2: kind of true. Yeah, of course. But I like my Mac. I know. <laughs>
0: I know you do, a, honey.
2: Well, I don't right I don't right now. I mean, I don't think I want a Surface Pro like I keep getting ads for these last few days. I think they heard me. Oh, they're on to you. Yeah. I don't I don't think I could do that. But um I've been using like my old iPad with a Bluetooth keyboard in in meetings to take notes mm-hmm. and it's so weird, so weird. And my PC at work, which I never actually use, it just sits on my desk to be my calendar Outlook machine and I I'm living a really hard life over here, but they did tell me it was all covered under warranty. So I'm at least happy about that. That's something. Uh, And then I wanted to mention one other quick thing in Bobby catching up in small talk. um, As I put on the run sheet, I cracked the Frizzell seal with my boss yesterday. Oh, no. Uh, Is that one of the seven
0: seals of hell? Yeah,
2: Uh, basically. um, So just for clarity, the podcast is on my resume. Because we put huh. a lot of effort and work into this. Uh-huh. And the fact that I can edit a podcast and post it and do that, like, that's a useful skill in my world. And so it buried down toward the bottom in like other experience. It's like, uh manage this club, this thing, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, co host and co producer of, you know, uh, podcasts. I forget that the exact so word. so fancy. It. It's well, right? Isn't it? Aren't we?
1: Mm hmm sure
2: and uh <laughs> we're like yeah i know that my coworkers are familiar with the podcast we do not discuss it and if they listen hi hello all of you including our new hire this week god help me um you know i love all of you i do equally like my children except not because i don't have any but you know I, I i don't know if they listen or not so if you do tell me or don't that's fine but uh, my boss i doubt has ever listened uh because i got hired so, you know, if she had heard any of this, I would think I would have never gotten the job. Yeah, probably. But because of that, she does not know who any of you are. And we had an interesting situation recently with someone who had um, uh, a very generic name named Mike Smith. Uh, and uh, we were talking about how you can't trust someone with a name that generic because it sounds fake. And you may remember that when Frizella and I got pulled over in Eastern Oregon and... Um, we got given the 30 question treatment from some towny cops who then wanted to know how Mike lost his legs. One of the reasons that they asked so many questions is because they asked who we were going to meet and we were going to meet Frazel's friend, Mike Smith. right! (laughs) And so I was just like, "Sure." funny thing. I have a story about someone not believing me going to meet a Mike Smith. And then I realized, shit, now I have to explain who Mike Frizzell is. Now I have to explain why we were driving from Texas to Seattle. Now I have to explain why he has no legs. And then I just stepped back with her and I was like, so I have a friend who's a convicted bank robber with no legs. And then she just looked at me and I was like, give me five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) So... I, it just occurred to me there's uh, and rest in peace mike it, it it made me realize that there's no telling a mike Frizzell story without telling the mike Frizzell story mm-hmm. nope you need you 20 minutes from
0: the beginning. <laughs> 20 yep. minutes to preface anything yep. you're gonna say about mike mm-hmm.
2: so, uh that's that all right so now you're all caught up that was small talk with bobby sorry for filibustering but it was important these are things that people need to know oh my
0: goodness <laughs> i mean you've had quite a time and, oh, really? and beyond that, you've been busy too. You've had a lot going on with work and your usual toing and froing. you're
2: having uh-huh. a rough time. We are doing a lot of cool shit at work. Um, we are doing some really awesome diversity initiative stuff that is more than lip service and it's very cool. Um, our first concert is next weekend. Uh, and I managed to weasel my way into the local business journal uh, by taking an initiative that we were already going to do anyway and acting like it was news and they wrote about it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been a busy few weeks, but really good. Uh, and then tomorrow night, as you know, I'm going to a black tie super spreader event because apparently this massive fancy dinner that happens here every year is still happening. And so I had to run home to Boston last night to get my tuxedo because I'm not a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a black tie mask? that you can um, wear? it's not that kind of party This back to the key bowl thing no no mask no um, <laughs> oh oh you mean like a covid mask like a, yes <laughs> you know i don't i have a blue mask with white polka dots and i think i'm gonna wear a blue accents tomorrow so i think that'll mm. work mm, okay yeah acceptable
0: i was sort yeah. of hoping for like a red sequined number mm-hmm. oh yeah back to my jazz choir days Oh, oh, oh! You could get the vest with the red sequence. Oh,
2: <laughs> so I do actually. I have two options for tomorrow. I have a, I have the the black tuxedo. You know, the very standard. Uh, I have the cover bun or the vest, so I could alternate. You know, I could do either one, or I mean, or both if I wanted to really be prepared. Um, <laughs> but I also have a blue dinner jacket with the black lapels. So I'm gonna, I'm going to weigh my options tonight. So I might go a little louder. I might go with the blue dinner jacket and stand out a bit, which is good because I'm a marketing guy, right? So happy to have people comment on my jacket. Even if I look a little ridiculous, I think a red sequin
1: vest would make you stand out a little bit. more.
2: All right. Well, let's see if Bezos has one. He can get to me in an hour, I guess, because that's the only way that's happening. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Let's move on to the mailbag. Uh, we got some amazing throw your phones this week. You guys, um, thank you. Everybody who emailed us. There were so many people, um, Specifically, our favorite listener, Ramon L of UZ, um, did, sent us two.: Did we
0: decide UZ was probably Uzbekistan? I don't know if we discussed it. I don't know. I guess that's been in my brain. It has to be. Where else is Ramon L of?: Ramon UZ.: Where
1: are you from? Yeah, it's got to be. Um, well, Ramon, L, um, wants to help us make some money. Um, I'm assuming it's a dude. But they, uh, he says, make your time a profit. Invest $297 and get passive income of $7,600 per day. Per day. And then like 14 greater than signs.
2: Yep. (laughs) Amazing. Should we we read out the link for anyone who wants to take advantage of this offer?
1: I will not. Go right ahead if you want to. (laughs) But I'm not going to. Um, and then again, Ramon of Ramon L. of UZ says, it's quite natural to want more revenue. Invest $586 and get a passive income of $4,500 per day. Wow, you guys, if that isn't a marshmallow dilemma. <laughs> mm-hmm. But here's,
0: here's the thing. First, Ramon comes to us and says we can put in basically 300 bucks and get 7600 and then a couple of days later he says put in 600 bucks and get, and get 40, only $4500 Yeah, a it's day. actually
1: not he's coming at us with a worse deal. Ramon right. L, I think you need to work on your negotiating skills cuz you're supposed to bump it up if we don't respond. And I the offer
2: is dissipating quickly. That's all we got. Oh, could know, be.
1: It's the, the same in. link, oh, we have to act too. Quick. Do
0: you think so you think that it, they've just changed the website? over the intervening time and and we'll get another one like tomorrow. That's like invest $900 and get $2,200 of passive income per day. That's
1: not enough passive income per day for me. No. Personally. I mean, Um, it's better than active income. I assume. I don't know what passive income is, but anything's better than active income. Bobby, you're on a windows computer. You want to click that link?
2: Oh, fuck. No, not a chance. (laughs) That thing would annihilate this computer. Yes, it would. Um, um, I do want to note that seeing a, any kind of junk mail that starts with, it's quite natural to want more. I found it impossible that the last word wasn't girth.
1: I know. <laughs> it's revenue. Come on, Ramon.
2: Well, it's a different different spam bot, I guess. We're not
1: biting either way, hopefully.
2: By, I don't know. That return on your investment for girth, that would be dangerous. It
1: really would. Yeah probably not good for your health okay we got a real one from our actual favorite listener justina who says hi all thanks for the name check my husband has a facebook account so if i really wanted to i could use it but i really don't want to <laughs> i have learned that social media is just not for me and my anxiety and stress are much better without that in my life i totally get it justina i think she Everybody... is wiser than us
2: yes agree yes definitely yep we need that though
1: well yeah Um, now my one thing she says, sheesh, so strict. Well, look, we had to or else we were going to get essays. Um, I'm the only person
2: who's allowed to filibuster here this week. That's
1: right. (laughs) Um, but yet we get a two-paragraph essay from Justina anyway, so I'm, I'm not mad about it. No. Um, Justina's One Thing is Schmigadoon. It's a six-episode series on Apple TV+, and it's a send-up of the musicals I grew up on. It spoofs Oklahoma, Music Man, Sound of Music, and more, and it stars Cecily Strong and Keegan Michael Key with a very impressive supporting cast. That sounds amazing. I've heard good things about this. I part. have too, yeah.
2: I've seen the commercials, and it does look great.
1: Uh, she says, my sister cousin and I watched it together during a gateway and we were delighted. The song smooths are great and having the 2021 characters reacting to the 1940 characters is very satisfying. Uh, now, my space nerd brag, please share with Jeremy. Over Labor Day weekend, I got to see in person the James Webb Space Telescope. My very good friend works at Northrop Grumman and has put some time in on this project and her two friends slash co-workers are on the project now. One is leaving for French Guiana, the launch site, in a week or so, and will be there through launch in December. The other will be at Mission Control. On top of that, a lot of the optics were designed at U of Rochester, where my son is currently working on his PhD in optics, so there's a lot of excitement there, too. Basically, it's been James Webb 24-7 around here. Cry laugh emoji. So it was very cool to get to see it and contemplate that if it all goes as planned, it will be one million miles away in space in about six months. That is so cool!
0: That's extremely cool. I don't know who James Webb is, but I should look it up.
1: Also, Jeremy gets these emails, too, I think. Mm-hmm. So and, I will uh, not be passing a message to him.
2: If only he could drive to French Guiana.
1: If <laughs> only.
0: <laughs> Can't you? He would. You can. There, there's got to
2: Dep- be a ferry,
3: ferry
0: involved, right? Depending on where you right? start. Well, it's South America. Oh, that's
1: good. Oh, right let's, let's see. do our geography do directions Yeah, South Carolina, car directions sure. Directions not available
2: what well there is a part where like a drug trafficker has to take you <laughs> it gets really sketchy through that center bit um i mean right. i guess you could
0: get stuck at the panama canal i was about
2: to
1: say there's the canal but like sure. there's a
2: road over that
1: gotta go through liberia
2: get jeremy a boat I'm
1: sure he could just pick one up on the way.
2: That's true. Just check Craigslist.
1: Yeah. Um, amazing. Okay. Um, thank you for that. Um. So on to our question of the week responses. Our question of the week last week, obviously, was what's your current one pop culture obsession? <laughs> one. And you guys were very good about this. Um, Tierra says Doom Patrol.
0: Jennifer says Ted Lasso, like everyone else on Earth. I still haven't seen it oh my gosh my mom said to me last week or the week before she says Ugh, oh, I found this new show I've been watching and it's so good it's called um Ted Lasso have you heard of it <laughs> I was like oh my god my mom's watching Even this your show mom
1: is watching it um Anne Louise says can I recommend kiwi berries <laughs> I love this I can't think of any pop culture I'm into but But maybe there are other people out there who, like me, did not know about kiwi berries existing and being delicious. So thank you, Anlise. I didn't know about those. I was
0: Googling kiwi berries this afternoon.
2: I love kiwis. I love berries. Pictures of kiwi berries.
1: I will pick them up when I see them.
2: They almost have that problem where it's the people who are... Um, have a phobia of too many like holes or eyes oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. because it is a kiwi inside but it's compact and a berry outside mm-hmm. it's
0: pretty cool looking it is cool wow. i was
2: you know and i the um, picture flashed up and i was like oh
0: my god it does look like a kiwi right
1: i want to try it i don't know i don't I think i've feeling... ever
0: seen anybody around here i've never seen I these either
1: um i've saw i've seen kumquats which are like hard enough to find and I I count myself lucky every time I find those because those are delicious. So they're like little... really
0: yeah, it's not like a Midwest kind of fruit. Mm-hmm.
1: No, it's like a little tiny orange. You can eat the eat the the I was gonna call it a wrapper, the um, peel, <laughs> <laughs> the wrapper. Um, I eat the wrapper
2: on most things. It's yeah, fine.
1: I mean, you can if you're. I mean, Bear on. does it. <sighs> Clearly, never heard him. Um, Anne says soundtrack from Six the Musical.
0: I've heard that's um, good too
1: yeah jonathan says i'm late to the party but anything to do with the sopranos it's a little bit late <laughs> um i have books i own the series and i can't wait for the movie there was there really was nobody like james gandolfini and i miss him a lot as an actor
0: he I was wonderful they're just doing a um started a prequel series i think
3: yeah i saw mm-hmm.
2: that the many saints of newark
3: mm-hmm. yeah yeah
1: Uh, Amanda says probably doesn't count as pop culture, but I'm obsessed with uh, whether the Mariners will make it into the playoffs. If that doesn't happen, then great British baking show watching will commence. Well, that you could do both. I
0: don't don't understand how those are mutually exclusive, Amanda. Mm
1: -hmm. Unless she's watching like Mariners constantly.
2: Well, there is a lot of Mariners and they are weirdly on the cusp, uh, way over kicking their abilities, but it's working. So I hope that works. That would be fun. If they're they're
0: kicking, there's a problem, Bobby. Well, that's true. (laughs) That's not how that works. Uh, Rosemary
1: says Lil Nas X all the way. He's great. He is fascinating. He really is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tanya says One Direction and I are having a very
0: belated (laughs) moment together. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Tanya, they're young enough to be our children. I know.
1: (laughs) That's great.
0: Or they were when they were...
2: (laughs) Right, how old are they now? <laughs> right,
0: <laughs> not a one of them's 30, so yeah, technically they are. I okay. have to be my
2: children yeah. anyway. You can hear the keyboard on this PC. How old are the members of? By the way, it's just a typewriter, <laughs>
1: it does sound like you're just smashing your hands on the keyboard 29,
2: 28, 28, 28, 27, according to the thing that came up at the top of my Google search results.
1: Okay. Well, that'd be a little unfortunate for me if I was their mother, but
0: I know I would have been 15. So technically possible. Technically possible. Yeah.
2: I feel like you would have had your own MTV special if you were, uh, 15 and pregnant with, um, a future boy band.
0: I would
1: have been forced to give birth by the Republicans.
0: (laughs) If you knew though, that your future child, your child was a future, um, megastar. That would Mm -hmm. be an interesting series. Uh, It's kind of Terminator, though, isn't it? I don't like it. Sarah Connor knew that John Connor Mm -hmm. would lead the revolution or whatever. I think it just makes you Earl Woods.
1: (laughs) Anyway. All right. Finally, Lane says, Small Town News on HBO Max. When I saw the previews, I thought it was a mockumentary, but it is indeed real. Warning, if you are still scarred from the 2020 election, it may trigger some anxiety.
2: (laughs) I am.
0: Thank you for the warning. Yeah. Yep. Don't need to see any more of that. Nope. Especially since that's, it kind of continues.
2: Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Thank yeah, we didn't get responses. that many because
0: um, we're, we are, spoiler alert, recording on the early side. So the question has actually been up for less than a 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we so got, you can still answer. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Come, participate, consume. Oh, i I said the last one out loud that was supposed to be quiet. Come participate cool. <laughs> well,
0: let's move on to medium talk then um it's time It's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> it's October, basically it's time for the new season of the great British. Bake off slash baking show. Can we agree just to call it by its real name, the Great British Bake Off? Yes, please. Uh-huh. Okay. And I, I know that we hopefully people understand that it's just copyright issues with the Pillsbury Bake Off, which has owned the copyright, I guess, to the term bake off for some 50 odd years. That's weird. This. I was thinking, so they have to do. Two uh, film two intros every time, one for the British audience and one for the American audience, because there's no cut anywhere in those openings, because they always say, welcome to the Great British Baking Show. And I'm pretty sure they don't say that for the British one. Right. Wait, so you're saying that that horrible song... Uh, Wait, we'll get there.
2: I think they had to do it twice. Uh. I'm just (laughs) imagining they should just have a computer voice. Like... It should be welcome to the Great British, and then they should hold up a fork full of cake and then it should just go bake off mm-hmm. baking show <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, there's
0: no cuts, their faces are never obscured, they're really saying it, so which they is, must is why their lips were
2: perfectly in sync with that opening
0: song. We'll get to it, <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to talk about the series as a whole, I think, because there's just i mean we've had some long shows before, but. Mm-hmm. It's so entrenched at this point that that I don't think we can do it. So we're going to assume some passing familiarity, at least, for everybody with the Great British Baking Show slash Bake Off, um, which is the best reality show competition that was ever made, as far Mm -hmm. as Anne is concerned. And
2: it is... Suck it, Mike Probst.
0: (laughs) Jeff Probst. Jeff. Damn it. I knew there was something (laughs) wrong with that, but my brain was like, Huh? (laughs) But okay, but for anybody who is completely unfamiliar, it is 12 amateur bakers The I think they have to be British, obviously, and they have to have um, no formal baking training. Uh, And it's 12 of them and they all come together on this grounds of this estate in a giant tent and they have a baking competition. And every week there are three challenges. There's the signature challenge where they get to sort of make a... Uh, I would say a more realistic version of whatever the the theme is. They have a technical challenge where they come in completely blind with no recipe, nothing prepared. They're just given the recipe and the ingredients and they have to interpret them and make a thing. And then there is the showstopper, which is a more involved challenge usually that takes longer and is supposed to really be eye-popping and wowing. And there are judges and then everybody gets – eliminated. And um, the best thing about the show, I'll just say, is that the casting is not done for drama. Because I I can't get with Hillary, and I'm not criticizing her for it, but she loves the Real Housewives and all of that, and those sort of social drama shows. And I just, I can't. Um, I don't want to see rich people being mean to each other. I want to see good people who are working and letting the fruits of their labor speak for themselves. And that's entirely what the show is. Yeah. Totally. There's no backstabbing. There's no, I'm not here to make friends. Uh, There's no, you you don't know me, bitch. Or there's no table flipping, except maybe by accident. There could be some table flipping sometime in the future, I guess. Um, But it's just lovely people. And there's no prize other than a glass cake stand. There's no money. No contracts, no nothing. And some of the contestants have gone on to make careers in the field, and some people have just gone back to their lives. And that's great. It's all about the uh, achievement and the accomplishment of being in the show and not about what the show will lead to. So I believe this is the 10th series or the 9th series.
2: Are they eighth series? I, they well, they call know. it the tenth year, don't they? I think they it's do. Tenth. There it's are
0: season t- nine on Netflix for whatever that's worth.
2: There but, are. But I, I believe, know some two
0: unaired series. Yeah. That for whatever reason have never made their way to the United States, and you can and get if, them, you know, you on whatever torrent them. Yep. But uh, I'm lawful good. We all know, so I haven't seen those. Um. So whatever
2: season it is, I feel like our our boy Ramon has a link. That you can click on to get. Probably Ramon could take care of us. (laughs) They aired in Mm -hmm. Uzbekistan, so as long as you don't mind, uh, they're dubbed. Subtitles, (laughs) yeah.
0: Um, But, so we're just going to talk a little bit about how the first episode of this season shaped up and what we think uh, or what we're looking forward to. And then maybe we'll revisit throughout the season. Um, we'll see how we feel about it. I think for sure, once we get to the end, we'll have things that we want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we'll have to, I think. think there's going to be an update in the middle.
2: I don't think we can hold our tongues that long.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's just, it's a fascinating show. All right, let's talk about the opening. Do we have to? That's a minute and 40 seconds. I'll never get back.
1: Oh my Correct. goodness. It was so painful. So they, if you haven't seen it, it's the whole you know, cast of hosts doing achy, breaky heart, but with
2: cake. Achy, breaky tarts. What? Achy, breaky tart. Don't yeah. don't bake my tart.
1: Mm. Yeah. It's just horrific. And, like, they're all, I mean, the only funny part was Prue sitting at the drums.
0: <laughs> with the mustache that's falling off. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, but otherwise, like, Paul is pretending to play guitar, but he's not even moving his left hand. Like, it's not, he's not even pretending to change. It was just so bad. And they're wearing terrible
0: wigs. Oh, I hated it. It's that there's a there's like two distinct veins of British humor. There's super, super dry and there's just really silly, really weird stuff. And, and then I would add a
1: third, which is men dressing up as women.
0: Just <laughs> I okay, doesn't that fall into the f- weird part? Well that's just mm. British. I mean uh, that's
2: just British humor. That's just Mm -hmm. what that
0: is. (laughs) I I guess. But this is very absurdist is how it runs on Bake Off. And uh, Noel and Matt, our hosts in particular, um, have a very silly bent. And so they do some kind of weird stuff. But I just don't need to see British people in wigs line dancing ever again. No, That was... I mean, I... Mullet wigs. They were mullet wigs, too. Do British people laugh at that? Because it was so cringe. Ugh, it was painful. All right, well, that was only the first two minutes. But uh, let's... Why don't we do a quick shot through uh, the contestants? I don't really know how to do this. Like, do you guys
2: have any people you want to talk about? Sorry, I'm just trying to picture the guys who host Top Gear doing Friends in Low Places. (laughs)
0: I think we can go down your list in your spreadsheet. All right. Well, and I apologize if I'm um, being reductive about any of them because I just jotted down the things that, you know, seem to be um, like the one word descriptors of
2: these people. Uh, You mean the descriptor, meh? You think that might have been reductive?
0: No, that's accurate. Accurate that's about his oh oh that's sorry that's in my notes i didn't put those i didn't put my uh, uh, impressions of the contestants on the spreadsheet personal notes as well um so they always have like a really pretty woman and that was christelle absolutely she's gorgeous uh, of indian descent they always have at least one person also of of um east asian descent is white west asian white east asian i never know the indian subcontinent uh, whether it's Indian or Pakistani or somebody, they always have at least one person like that. So she f- hits both of those particular boxes. Uh, Jürgen is uh, originally from Germany. I don't understand um, exactly how the criteria go that he's obviously not British, but he lives in. Well, he must live there.
2: Yeah, uh, he must be a resident. I can tell you from my extensive research. Oh, good. Jürgen moved to the UK in two thousand and three. So he's been there a long time, okay. and lives with his wife and son overlooking the sea. Uh, in Sussex. oh, we
1: saw that because they were playing the trombone together with their <laughs> rabbit.
2: Right, our so rabbit was Humphrey Humphrey. Right. But uh, yes, I, I have. The, I also have everyone's ages, just because that was something else that fascinated me. And Jurgen, fifty-six, it seems it's about, right. In, yeah. it's about right.
0: Yeah, seems <laughs> about right. Yep. Um, we have to note that uh, Matt sings the Flintstones theme, the entire Flintstones theme to Jürgen in German. I mean, his pronunciation was pretty good, I have to say. My favorite part of that was when Jürgen was
1: like, well, I don't remember the text. And Matt goes, I wouldn't call it a text.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, We've got Tom, who is uh, in his 20s, I assume, Bobby, who I refer to in my notes as epic British nerd.
2: Yep. Uh, yes. Tw- 28.
0: Mm-hmm. O- of the kind of Brit that's always nervously laughing after they say anything because they're just sort of embarrassed to be to having exist. any. Yeah, to have anybody paying attention to yeah. them. His family owns a model railway store. And I was like, that checks out. Of course they do. That seems about right. I don't understand how you make a living running a model. Is model railwaying that popular?
2: Does that make you a mini-foamer?
0: Oh. I I don't know. I just don't understand it, how the market you, can be big enough.
2: If you're in the trade, then I guess it's like any collectible buy-sell. Like, you can own a baseball card shop. Why not own a... I mean, I guess how many of those are left, but like... I don't you, understand how those exist either. He's big on eBay, is I guess what I'm saying, or whatever the British version of eBay is. Right. Well, they show him in the store, like, carefully
0: hanging up New pieces of tiny locomotives Mm -hmm. in the displays. So they must have foot traffic.
2: Looks like someone who's going home to his collection. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Seemed like a very nice young man, though. Um, Amanda is uh, a mom type, like sort of late 30s mom type, (laughs) who is a detective with the Metropolitan Police. And I'm like, oh, well, that's how she got cast.
2: Uh, Clearly. Late 30s, middle aged momish type. Mm-hmm. Totally. 56. Have... What? I'm just going with what inews.co.uk is telling me, but wow. it says she is 56. She is not. I, I am not the journalist here. I am the messenger.
0: All right. She swims in those
1: freezing cold waters. It must be doing something for her.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, Roshika, uh, I wrote down big hair in bold fashion. She's beautiful too. Yep. Mm-hmm. She has amazing hair and just that eye popping, like um she called that like a goldenrod blouse. Mm-hmm. It's like you'd never miss her anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't got a real good sense of her personality yet. Um, Maggie, who is a retired midwife, uh probably the oldest of the contestants, and they could not shut up about how much she looks like Prue.
2: Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> gonna mean, get old
0: real fast. It's gonna yeah. get old. It's not untrue. There yeah. were definitely some similarities, not just in physical appearance, but in like speech patterns and Mannerisms stuff. and stuff, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely going to get old. Um, I uh, I like her uh, Freya, who is a nineteen-year-old vegan psychology student. <laughs> I don't wanna harp on anybody's voice, but she sounded like she was over it most of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she had that kind of and that novin accent. Yeah. She... That really nasally thing going on. I was like, oof, okay. Horse girl. Yeah, I don't know how you could be in this competition and bake vegan, but we'll and that see. is to say she
2: is a horse enthusiast, not that she is the features of a horse or something like that.
1: I predict she won't last super long.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. don't, I
0: don't think so. I, do they have, when they set the technical challenges, do they make them all vegan so that she won't Good compromise question. her principles? I don't understand how that would
2: work. They can't do that.
1: They can't. She'll just have to cook with eggs and not eat them. Yeah. Yep. She's going to
2: have that dilemma of not being able to taste something at some mm-hmm. point. It's going to be problematic.
0: Yep. Uh, we've got George, who is a Greek slash Cypriot. I don't know exactly. They said Greek Cypriot bakes. So I don't know um, exactly I mean, Cypriots where Cypriots are down.
1: also Greek, Greeky okay.
0: from from that area. Yeah. Um, that's gonna be tough on him if he survives because Paul Hollywood spent I think five years in a luxury resort on Cyprus yes. as their baker of residence. So he knows his Cypriot, and he showed cuisine. it off too. He was like, <laughs> "Sure does, uh-huh. yep." Um, George has like four kids, like a bajillion
2: kids, mm-hmm. and yeah.
0: an incredibly cute fluffy dog.
2: Yes. yes. <laughs> the dog is great.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Lizzie is the designated oddball for the season. She has um, orange Princess Leia braids, fluffy. buns.
1: I thought those were like, I couldn't tell if that was her hair and it was dyed or if it was just an addition to her Princess Leia buns. Like like feathers you know yeah. like she pinned into them yep but, but you she... could tell she was quirky because her clothes matched noel's clothes mm-hmm. well that's
0: true they were re- reverse images so yeah. she had pink with black smiley faces and he had black with pink smiley faces i think or so? the something
1: other like way. that he I had black
2: with some sort of bright colored smiley it faces was...
1: Pink and black either way, but yep. I don't remember which was which.
0: Yep. And her uh, stated occupation is that she builds luxury cars.
2: Wow. Mm-hmm. So she's an odd one. I need uh, to hear more about that. Mm-hmm. She's staring into my soul right now, this picture of hers <laughs> unsettling. She'll last a while because everybody would be too afraid to send her home.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I hope I'm I'm wrong. not convinced. Mm, no. I hope uh, I'm wrong. The last couple, oh no, wait, we got more. Uh, Chigs is the new baker who's only been baking for a month. I mean, a month, a year. We've <laughs> got a few of those. He has so many quarantine hobbies that he picked up that uh, I can't even list them all. And he is He's also, also super adorable. Very good looking. And there have been comments to that effect. I don't think it's that flattering to say that he looked like a young De Niro because De Niro's not that hot. Yeah. But um, I, could, I could see what they were talking about. Yeah, but he seems to be kind of a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giuseppe, who is the Italianist of Italians, in the accent and the hair and the everything, uh, he is an engineer who has three little boys. And finally, we have Gerozino, who is originally from Trinidad, and he is a gay finance manager. From Britain, they typically don't make a big deal about having gay contestants. No, they glaze over that, which is kind of nice.
1: Yeah, but the
2: the way you said it, I thought he only finances gay things.
0: <laughs> I, I guess they didn't say well, he's a gay finance manager. I think they said he's a finance manager who lives with his husband. Right. So that's what I took from it. Um, usually, they they take a lot of care to get um, people from all throughout great britain as well as the former colonies but i don't do they have anybody irish or I don't scottish i so. always have at least one scottish yeah. person i don't think they I don't do i think so but so uh those are our contestants and um we're still in the point where we don't really know any of them that well because there are so many that we can't spend much time
2: with any of them I wonder if they started shooting before it would be easier or harder to travel from the former colonies. Like, I don't know how the lockdowns happened over there. Like, I assume everybody is vaccinated, but yeah, but like maybe they couldn't import people.
1: Yeah, I'm very unclear on how exactly this all works because they're talking about practicing and some of them are like, oh, I practiced this 25 times. But I know yep. that last year they were all in a bubble and they were like at a big house and yeah. they had a kitchen where they could practice. But I don't know if that's the case this time.
0: Well, one of them, either Matt or Noel said another year, another bubble. But I don't mm. know if that's the same kind of bubble because I think England is open with no restrictions now.
2: Now, yeah, but they started filming this a while ago, don't they? Mm, Didn't they? I mean, yeah, but not that
0: right? long ago. Hmm. Maybe like a month or 6 weeks or something. We need
1: some insider info.
0: We do. Um, so maybe we'll talk about favorites. Do we have favorites? I have favorites. I would die for Jurgen.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, he's Giuseppe my is my absolute favorite. And that that's would be surprising my other one. considering yeah. my opinion on Italians in general, but he's wow. he's an engineer. Well, I haven't made a secret of that. I I did not enjoy my time in Rome because of Italians. Um, Giuseppe (laughs) is is an engineer, which is a fascinating combination as an Italian engineer, because Italians are kind of like disorganized
0: and chaotic, and he is not. And I think that's why I like him. (laughs) No, I think the minute he brought out his little metal ruler and started measuring the length of his mini roll cuts, I was like, you and I I are going to get along just fine. (laughs) So I think that's good. Uh, I think the older crowd is pretty... I mean, not either one of them is particularly old, but I think Maggie is probably going to do pretty well. In Mm -hmm. my experience, the older contestants don't always succeed in the show because they don't tend to have a higher gear that they can kick things into. And that's not a criticism. I mean, it happens to us all. But um, they just... When things go to pot and there has to be some improvising, they just don't seem to be quick enough or flexible enough that they can really cope with that, with the exception of Nancy in her season, and she wasn't that old. And then lovely, lovely Brendan uh, back in his season who made it to the finals. Those were the two older people that I think have been successful. And other than that, they just, they stick around for a few weeks, but they eventually get sent when they just Mm -hmm. can't keep up with the younger yep. bodies and younger minds. So I think with Maggie and with to a lesser extent Jurgen and Giuseppe being not quite as old. I
2: think th- I think they're going to do really well all three of them. Yeah, I Christel's uh showstopper really impressed me. I really mm-hmm. really the artistry yeah. of it, the quality it of the, the flowers, the piping, the whole package. Um that that really endeared me to her at the end of the first episode. I I really was wowed by that. Even though, I mean, it was pretty middling until then. but
0: I think it doesn't matter that much in the first couple of weeks. I think the first couple of weeks are for weeding out the people who never should have been here in the first place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember, what was his name, Jamie, the 19-year-old bartender bro yes. guy? I was like he has no business how being in this. He <laughs> and yeah. how did he make it to the second week? Mm-hmm. Just well, because yeah, just... The, the beardy tattoo guy was <laughs> was worse. <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I mean, I didn't think so, but the first several weeks are about not outrunning the bear, but just outrunning the other guy. Yep. Yeah. And so I
0: think I think like technical challenges don't matter that much in the beginning mm-hmm. cuz there's just not that much difference between people this so okay let's talk challenges first challenge the uh, signature challenge was mini rolls which is not really a thing that we have here too much Uh, i mean i guess we have jelly rolls which are not many and we have ding dongs
2: we're not going to take the time to roll our cake before we eat it we're just going to buy the sheet cake and shove it in our face. you know a swiss
1: roll like a little debbie swiss roll is kind of what they were
2: yeah 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 um I was looking up the
0: difference between a roulade, because sometimes you will see them called roulades and Swiss rolls. And roulades can be savory, too. Like, it's basically anything Mm -hmm. that's rolled up
2: into a spiral
0: that has layers. I think
2: of beef or pork. When I think of a roulade, I don't think about a dessert.
0: Oh, I hear that for desserts all the time. But, yeah, Yeah. sort of a – and I don't know what makes it Swiss to be a Swiss roll. Maybe if it has Swiss meringue. I don't don't know. But, anyway, so they had to make mini – Um, Rolls. Um, The technical was a malt loaf, which is one of those British desserts that is just incomprehensible to American minds. I have never heard of it. No, it's like a tea loaf, like more like a zucchini bread loaf or a banana bread loaf, sort of in there. Only it's got this malt extract and it looks like it had treacle in it, too, which is definitely Mm -hmm. not an American thing. Yeah. And raisins and dates. It did not look that good. It's like borderline
2: fruitcake.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 I think you're right. It tips heavily over into that. And I think uh, you can see from the rankings how little it matters because, well, Maggie came first in the technical line. That was good. But then after that, Freya and then George and Lizzie, who I felt were in the bottom for both of their bakes.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I so I don't think that matters. So then the showstopper t- was their anti gravity cake, and the showstopper, they've been going more like sculptural. They really want the to be cake bossy. Season. Yeah, I don't like it very much. Neither there it. comes a point where um, you get all sizzle and no steak. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then and it's also like uh, last season they had you know busts of oh, the celebrities. Don't remind me. That was getting into nailed it. Territory. Ugh. The quality <laughs> yeah, of really
2: those things. I really don't care if any of them are are apt Rice Krispie sculptors or not. No, right. I want to make a good cake. Right.
1: Yeah. This seemed like way too far for the first episode. Like it seemed like really advanced. You know, like this is not a first episode kind of challenge. It didn't seem like to me. Right. Because um, that it's, it's very very difficult but i guess if there's one way to weed people
2: out you <laughs> it went would from be home that. baker to being hired for my kids by mitzvah yeah like it doesn't it's such a jump
1: i mean that said christel's was amazing uh-huh yep like, yeah, incredible. Un- it was beautiful. That was definitely the best one, in my opinion.
2: I was unimpressed with it until the end, when suddenly it all came together. And I yeah. was just
1: like, holy shit. She made a bouquet, if you haven't seen it. It was like this beautiful, beautiful-looking bouquet that was, like, tapered, basically, at the bottom, making it
0: gravity-defying. Yeah, it looked it like it balanced gorgeous. on that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which was fantastic. So I guess yeah. most of that cone was... Rice crispy treat, and yeah. then the layer cake sitting on top. But the way that she did the flowers and everything down it was just really special. Yeah. And I thought, uh, obviously, Jurgen's was incredibly impressive. The lamp with the book, the copy yes. of Utopia was of so all good. books. It was very simple looking, but yeah. I think it's one of those that's deceptively... Simple, I think it, there was quite a feat of engineering mm-hmm. going on to get it to look like that. IkeA yeah.
2: made a dessert. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just so smooth and
2: clean.
0: um what else? I actually did like Maggie's ice cream cone and sprinkles. Mm-hmm. They said it looked a little squat. it was more like a it was a like a sugar cone ice cream, yeah. but it 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 was stubby. And that was kind
2: of what they didn't like. Like the shape of a big muffin coming out of the tin. Like it just had the the muffin top flat. Yeah.
0: I did not mind it because I thought that the pouring sprinkles effect was terrific.
1: Sprinkles. (laughs) Uh, I thought that um, Lizzie's was especially kind of lame (laughs) looking.
0: (laughs) She did a peach cake.
1: Um, and it was just sort of, I don't know. Yeah, sort
0: of... it, it looked, I don't know if it was a peach pie or a peach cake, and then they had the illusion that there was a jug of cream pouring mm-hmm. onto it. Mm-hmm. There was a lot on that theme of pouring, pouring... onto a dessert yeah, was or like a... into a cup. Or... Right, right, right. And yeah, I could see but... why you would do that, because that was sort of the obvious thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her, they said it tasted good, so... I guess that's that, but it did not look very polished. Also, Roshika's hanging apple, that was mm. one scuffed looking apple, I yeah. have to say.
1: That was pretty rough. Yep. Um, who did the the one that was a wave that had little dolphins in it? I love that was that. Amanda. That was yeah. cute. I liked yeah. that Although one a lot. It wasn't fully structurally sound, right? Didn't it
0: fall apart? Well, at it some point? fell apart after Paul cut the huge piece out of it.
2: He oh, a, okay. Yeah. He, he felled it too. Like he took a giant wedge out of it. Okay,
1: <laughs> I won't mark her down for that because no. it's then not fully structural anymore. It also and,
2: gave them the drama cut of the sound of something crashing that they could play with. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Yep. And I, Paul had a good point in his criticism that the crest of the wave, the part that was really the gravity de- defying part, was Rice Krispie. right, and not cake. Yeah. You know, so it was
1: like floating anyway.
0: But I really like those dolphins; they, <laughs> they were, were very cute.
2: cute. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing was the effect was like you knew exactly what you were looking at. That wasn't true with some of these, right? <laughs> that was yeah. very obvious. That let's could easily ha- be a kid's birthday cake for from rich parents.
0: Yep. yep. Yeah. Let's highlight some of the less successful. Um, let's talk about Jarozino's uh, paint can pouring. Uh, I barely
1: remember that one.
0: That was the one where he made the cake that was just the long, flat ribbon, and he was going to roll that up like a giant jelly roll and stand it on end so that it would look like a paint can, only it didn't roll up. It didn't work, right? It just shifted all over. He couldn't roll it into a roll. It wasn't structurally sound enough. Nope. And so he ended up, he was like, well, I have to present something. So he just made a two- tiered cake right and put a little decorating and the only thing that saved him i think was that it tasted really good
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: uh unlike poor tom who who said i understand that the brief was gravity defying but i decided not to do that
1: yeah that's never gonna go over very well with Uh. judges like i don't know why he thought that was a good idea
0: i think sometimes they read it and they just don't get it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we kind of knew that Tom was not going to get especially generous judging. It also looked like crap. Oh, yeah. Like, it looked terrible. terrible. Like, yeah. if he
2: had made the most incredible cake, but it didn't meet the terminology or the, the prompt, it, it, at least he'd have that to hang his hat on. But it looked awful. And that yeah. cannon, that sad cannon, that just looked like a weird little set of something. I don't know. Black <laughs> fondant. Mm-hmm. not good
0: <laughs> um the, the yeah the wheels
2: the wheels to cannon ratio was not flattering to yeah. anyone nope yeah. he should have stuck to his plan because i think
0: it wasn't a good plan but when he tried to kind of alter it a little bit to maybe more meet the brief i think he just screwed himself up yeah. totally so he would have been better if he just stuck to the original the original plan there Um, I'm trying to think again. I just want to ask, so Freya did this uh, flower pot with sort of cascading flowers down it. Mm -hmm. Why did she call it a flower potty? Is the toilet thing intended? I didn't get it. I I mean, I understand flower pot, but... Is that a Britishism, maybe? I mean, that's kind of what... I don't don't
2: know. know. I don't know. Anytime something sounds weirdly gross, I just assume it's a Britishism. Yeah.
3: (laughs)
0: It looked, I mean, again, her flowers were pretty as well, but I didn't really get, was it supposed to be a pot sitting on a structure or
2: what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm looking at a picture of it now and I have no answers. The little description, because they post the recipe for it and, um, no, there's no answer to our question.
0: No. Okay. Well, good to know. Uh, so the results of the show are: Starbreaker was no surprise to anybody. It was Jurgen, and poor Tom with the weird cannon in the model railway store was eliminated. <laughs> oh, boy. he seemed like a very nice fellow, but that energy was just not jiving uh, with my own personal energy. That would have been very difficult for me to watch. He was kind
1: of stressful and awkward to watch. Like you could just tell how uncomfortable he was.
2: Yeah. Maybe. I do recall a moment early in the episode where Noel specifically says he won't go home in the first episode. (laughs) It's like, that's not a promise you could make. And when they were cutting from person to person in that tense build the music moment, which is about as close as GBBO gets to being like a real dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. You know they usually they they kind of give equal time to the they did not like the camera made it very clear Tom is going home. <laughs> <laughs> there was no suspense there. It spent most of the time on him, and I was like, "Yep, yep, absolutely."
0: Yeah. Uh. So let's see. Going forward, who do we think? I don't know. Do we pick top four to get into the semis? Because just from week one, I'm very leery of making predictions from week one because you never yeah. know. But I obviously I like Jurgen I like Giuseppe. I think he knows what he's doing.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I like Maggie. I like Christelle. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm
0: yeah, not I think sure. Those are
2: probably my front runners. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. There's always one weirdo who hangs on. Longer than you'd expect.
1: I bet, you You know, I feel like, I don't know, Lizzie seems like that type to me. Like, I don't like her, but I bet you she's going to stick around longer than I want her to.
0: <laughs> yeah. What was the story about the ostrich? She God. got attacked by an ostrich once. I, Maybe because she stole its feathers and
1: stuck them in her hair? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I, if she sticks around, Noel is going to be all over her. Because Noel yes. likes a weirdo, yep. being a weirdo himself. Yeah. And my – I enjoy Noel very much, but my complaint is that I wish he was a little more interested in the baking because he's not interested in that at all. No, he's not. So when he spends his time with the contestants – he talks about other things like uh was Rosie the vet? He was constantly saying like, what's the weirdest animal you've treated? Or mm-hmm. have you ever treated a snake? Or yeah, have you treated a peacock? And I'm like, I would like to hear a little bit more about, you know, the challenges she's having in this bake or something. So if Lizzie sticks around, um I expect that Noel will spend a lot of time with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love Noel, but I don't know why he was chosen as this host like it doesn't make a lot of sense to me I don't know why Matt was chosen either like either of them I don't really get it but um it doesn't really surprise me because he's not a baker like he has nothing to do with cooking he's a musician and an actor
0: no he seems a little bit more interested though in the process than Noel and and he is a little bit more of a um a little bit more of a caretaker, although mm-hmm. Noah will do that sometimes, too, when they're feeling really bad about something. Yes. Like, but oh, Matt's yeah. very good at pep talks. Mm-hmm. And they both it,
1: will do it, but yeah. I, I just don't really, they, it doesn't surprise me
0: because neither of them are bakers. Right. Matt has a little bit more sense, I guess I would say, of childlike wonder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of works a little bit um better than high heel vampire. <laughs> right. In terms of this show.
1: <laughs> mhm.
0: Um and sometimes I feel like they um they obviously have a lot of fun like playing off of each other. But sometimes I wish we could have a like Sandy and Noel weren't friends when Sandy was the host, but yeah. Sandy kept it a little bit more grounded
3: Mm -hmm.
1: and they had good chemistry i think matt and noel have good chemistry they do and i think that that but sandy and noel had like this kind of antagonistic chemistry that was entertaining
0: yep although i could have done with um an end to the jokes about you know her being in a burlap sack yeah being hiding in this pot yes we get it it. she's (laughs) She's petite
1: but she was also like frightfully smart Mm hmm. Which was delightful.
0: Yeah, she was great, but she had other things to get on. One of the, I guess, worst and best things about British shows is that people don't seem to get tied to them.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. In
0: which is why, you know, Matthew Crawley had to go at the end of the third season of Downton. Right. In America, I guess. you would grab onto that role and hold on to it for dear life. You would be like a 12 season lifer on that show and dan stevens was like nah i'm gonna go do something else
1: yeah and to our sensibility it was just like well ha, i don't how could why
2: <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. right i didn't like that I didn't uh, so let's see final thoughts on this at the end you know they always have the um well they have the the talking head one on one to the camera things throughout the episode, but then they always have everybody's reaction at the end. And after Jurgen got named the um, Star Baker, he said, I'm a very happy Jurgen indeed. <laughs> oh, so good. And then uh, he did the thing where they make them call home to tell everybody, I'm oh, Star Baker, <laughs> no. and nobody picked nobody up the answered. phone. <laughs> and he's just like, Well, nobody's oh, home. So sad. <laughs>
1: What's he call it? I mean, I don't understand what people are doing. Are they calling their home telephone? Do people still have that in the UK?
0: I don't know. I mean, do they tell your family get together at this time because I might call you? I don't know.
1: I mean, how does how does how do they do it on millionaire? Like somebody's got to be, you know, available to answer that call.
0: Yeah. That's true. Wasn't it that um that first guy who ever won the million dollars on Millionaire, he called his phone a friend who is his dad, and he was like, Dad, I don't actually need your help, but I just yep. wanted to tell you I'm about I'm to about win to in the a million dollars. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't need your help. I'm like that. Oh, that's a called shot right Some there. Baller move. Yeah. Uh so overall I am really looking forward to this season. I was quite disappointed. All in all, last season, I thought the standard of talent was underwhelming. Yeah, that's the word I want to use, yeah. underwhelming. Um, and I don't know if it had to do with pandemic, that people didn't apply, or they were working in the pandemic, and so they had casting problems, whatever. But I just thought that our our darling boy, Peter, would have been in the final in any season that he was in, but the other two finalists, Laura and Dave were yeah. not cut yeah. out to be there, even though I liked both of them. And even though I thought that they did a good job. Well, okay. Dave learned a lot, um, <laughs> <laughs> but there have been a couple of seasons like that. Also the season where, um, that little dork Rahul won. Oh gosh. Mm-hmm. He was adorable. Yep. And, um, and um kim joy who was the aggressively weird contestant that season i don't know she had a lot of talent but i didn't really think she had the temperament to be in the final bonkers yeah i didn't i didn't like her so much and then uh ruby who was the beautiful indian girl in that season Yes. extremely beautiful and should not have been in the final right. so i would say those are the two seasons that were definitely not up to par and this one looks much better i can see I have a, a bunch feeling,
1: of people yeah i have a feeling though that Paula hollywood keeps the pretty girls around a little longer than they
0: need to be well he did get divorced from his wife and start dating an 18 year old yeah so right I can't decide how I feel about that dude because he's kind of gross, but he clearly knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing, but I don't like his
1: whole like lording over people, glaring at them attitude. I just don't I don't think that fits with the whole spirit of the competition. I get that it's sort of like haha, Paul's scary or whatever. Yep. So That's it's a, a bit of a shtick. but Kind of
2: gross it. but knows what he's doing, been how we describe everyone who we later find out was worse than we thought they were. (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) how he gets away with it. It's just, uh, I'm not, uh, we are not casting any specific accusations against Paul. No, no. I imagine that he's rich and litigious. Um, (laughs) But I'm just simply saying that this models something that we have seen in people we later find out. were Monsters.
0: Yeah, it's interesting to go back and watch the early seasons and see how his character, quote unquote, has evolved Mm -hmm. since then. And he used to like dress up a little bit yeah yeah he did (laughs) you know more than he does now and he'd
1: wear a support coat at least yeah
0: yeah um yeah but he's definitely leaned into that brand at this point i I want
1: to make giuseppe's almond and orange (gasps) oh my um, god yes mini rolls so bad
0: uh so i have decided to make mini rolls this week because as i said on the facebook group i am suggestible <laughs> in in this way i did i made um batch number 1 last night i just so i'm my mom is having a birthday party for my aunt this weekend so i'm charged to bring the dessert and making the mini roll that's when the I do feel the need to practice a little bit. Normally I don't practice my bakes. I just go ahead and make them for the first time on the day of, but this time I thought I better take a couple of runs at this because they're right about making mini rolls is you have to get it cooked enough, but not too much. Otherwise you won't be able to roll it up. The, right. It'll be too stiff and it'll crack. And I've had that happen before. So I was thinking to do just a nice vanilla sponge, and I found a recipe for white chocolate cream cheese filling. Ooh. And then I thought some nice raspberry jam. And I would do that. And then I would cover them in uh, dark chocolate.
2: Yum. Yeah, I mean, so, I guess if, you, if you have to do something, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, yeah, might as well.
0: <laughs> so I did my first test run on a sponge recipe, and it was okay. But the sponge is a little bit more ragged than I wanted. I don't know if it was a little underdone, but I don't know. I might switch to chocolate. I might try Prue's recipe because I think the chocolate with the white chocolate cream cheese filling in the raspberries would still be good.
2: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I don't
0: know. These are the decisions that we make in the Stick of Butter Studios.
2: I wonder if anything about the chocolate makes it a little more forgiving.
0: Yeah, I was, yeah, I I don't know. I was looking at recipes and some of them are uh, flourless. So like the meringue sponges, I think one of the contestants, I can't remember which one did a meringue. Oh, it was Freya did a completely meringue, but she did it with aquafaba. Yuck. 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 No. If anybody doesn't know what that is,
1: that is the liquid that's in a can of chickpeas.
0: Yep. And you whip it and it, turns into meringue you add the sugar and apparently it works great but I don't get how but it does yeah but I I don't want to try it that's Mm. one experiment I don't need to
1: do (sighs) i'm looking at recipes on the great British Uk, and i would advise against doing that because i think i'm getting some spoilers because of who is listed as series 12 which is i guess what the bbc thinks this is so i'm not going to continue to look at this anymore oh yeah this is
0: this is the points uh so for people that don't know it airs on tuesdays in england great britain i guess and then it comes to netflix on fridays here so between tuesday night And whenever I watch it on Friday, I have to be very careful anytime I open Google Mm -hmm. on my phone because it's like, hey, you've looked at articles about the Great British Bake Off before. Would you like to see this recap or this recap or this recap? And I'm like, "No." no,
1: none of them. Um, I do have another thought, which is that um, I commend whoever does these drawings of the cakes. Oh,
0: my God. I read an article about him once. Oh, really? Okay.
1: We were talking about that when we were watching it on Friday. It was like, it's been the same since we've started watching this show. And it's always amazing. And it Mm -hmm. makes it look so much better than in real life. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Everything. I think it's a man. I think everything he draws is like the best version of what that dessert could turn out to be. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they have to give him lead timer. They'd have to because he does so many drawings so yeah. quickly. And it's
1: the banner art on the website that I'm looking at too, and I'm just like, oh, I want to declare.
2: <laughs> Great British bake-off illustrator Tom Hovey uh Hovey, it's gonna be Hovey. Like uh like uh the other the motivational speaker Hovey. Guilty secret, I don't eat cakes. Aw. It's okay. I don't have to, to draw them. This article is from November of 2020, so it's not going to uh have any spoilers in it, so I will put it in the show notes. Oh wow, he's got a drawing of uh of like uh it's a non-bake illustration. It's a rack of meat hanging on a meat hook. <laughs> <duck>. It's <laughs> really quite impressive. Man, how creepy. do you make that career of drawing food? Well, read the article. I, I wonder that
1: about like um anatomical illustrators um when i was in school and always taking anatomy classes i always thought like what an amazing job mm-hmm. to have to try and boil down because when you look i've taken well this is a weird turn i've taken gross anatomy which is cadaver lab and i'm i was always like shocked at how you could turn this mass of, of goop and and nothingness into these beautiful drawings <laughs> that's
0: kind of what he's doing <laughs> Ah, uh, this <laughs> this mass of goop and nothingness kind of describes a couple of those bakes. Yeah, it does, and and but he drew them
1: wonderfully. Oh, the illustration is that lion, that bread lion. That was
0: amazing. Oh, that's one of the all time yeah. top tens. It really for really
2: sure. Yeah, I have a, a board member from my group in Boston that illustrated birds for like scientific books and catalogs and things like that um incredible drawing and painting of birds very specifically um there's also a a TPTL listener jenny brown who's the curator of the glass flowers exhibit at harvard's natural history museum and it's all those super anatomically perfectly built correct glass models of flowers that were used for those are so cool they're gorgeous it's incredible she gave us a tour once it was really really impressive I need to go back sometime. That's a, that's a roundup of people who are more talented than me. <laughs> <laughs> it includes most, if not all, of the contestants on Great British Bake Off, mm-hmm. except Tom.
0: Oh, poor Tom! Oh, poor Tom! <laughs> uh, I would have liked to have seen him have like one successful bake <laughs> in the yeah. whole thing, Ugh. so we could see what he was capable of. Yeah. But poor it guy. was the right choice. It was, I think. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Gerozino. I'm thinking Lizzie. I'm thinking maybe George. Mm-hmm. Are the next ones for sure. And then we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I hope,
1: I hope that for all the gays that Chigs stays around. <laughs> yep. And they I the, think the he's a fan favorite.
2: That need managing in the financial world of them. Yeah. Um, yep. Like yep. Jürgen's my boy, though. I... He's just, I want to be buddy. Like, I want to buy Jurgen a beer. Yep. Like, a big yep. stein of beer. Like, some sort of, like, uh, yeah. And then just eat carbs with Jurgen. And, and he get... would
1: probably just give you a small smile and, and look away, like yeah. he does with everything else.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I like, I want Jurgen to be my grandfather, but, like, the age difference is not nearly large enough. <laughs>
1: no. Well, I if would... he can be One Direction's mom, then Jurgen can be your grandpa. <laughs>
0: I would listen to him play trombone.
2: Boy, that's 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 dedication. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) Well, my brother Carl played the trombone in high school, so I've heard trombone practicing many a time.
1: My brother played saxophone, which is why I don't want to hear anyone play the saxophone anymore.
0: Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, All right, well... I feel like there's just so much more to be talked about, but that would be in too much detail for this show. We'd have to have a Mm -hmm. full-on club. But I guess we'll end it by having our question of the week. Since uh, Great British Bake Off week one is always cake week, we're asking you, what's your favorite cake? We did not prepare answers for this. No, we did not. Well, I guess I would have to say my – Chocolate sour cream cake with the peanut butter, buttercream frosting, and peanut butter chocolate ganache.
1: Whew. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say, well, the first thing that springs to mind is a cheesecake with passion fruit glaze. Ooh, you and your passion fruit. I am very into passion fruit, yeah.
2: Boy, I, am, I am really unprepared for this. I love a good almond cake. Mm. Um, and it's just not something that you find very often, but like with the almond flour and the almond paste, Mm -hmm. you can pretty much get me anything with almond paste in it and I'm going to be happy. Yeah. Almond cake. I'll go with that for this week and we'll see if it changes next week.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's not bad to have a snap judgment. Is that what this is? Where we don't get any time to actually think about our answers. Yeah. It makes them a little bit more truthful, but, uh, I am very interested to know what everybody else's favorite cake is and do not pull a Hillary. Uh, it has to be a cake, right? Not your mom's cherry cobbler. Delicious though. That may be.
2: It's not a cake.
0: (laughs) It's not a cake.
2: We now owe Howie Mandel and Glenn Washington royalties. Show is getting expensive. Put it on our tab. (laughs)
0: All right, uh, Tishy recommends this week. Come on, guys. Obviously, come on. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. Start That'll... from the beginning if you want yeah. to, to see the season with Nancy and Richard and uh, Louie. Oh my God, I think still my favorite season.
2: <laughs> Not only is it on Netflix, but uh, it's it was. I mean, I'm sure it's different for everyone with your with your algorithms and your your micro targeting of your uh, demographics. But uh, it was. Front and center in Netflix when I went to watch it, like it was just like, "Here you go, we know you want this. Just click here." Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And if have... you
0: if you don't like reality shows, it's not like other reality shows. If you don't like competition shows, it's not like other competition shows. We're all just having a nice time baking. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There's no. There's no get off Milf Island vibes here.
1: (laughs) Although, and I know I said it wasn't like dramatic earlier, but it kind of is in its own way. It's
0: just not manufactured drama.
2: Right. You you know, by episode four, I'm going to be crying over one of these people. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: It's drama in the way of, is the cake going to collapse? Will it be raw? Can they get the caramel to work? Which, uh, spoiler alert, no, they cannot because they never can. I don't blame them. I have my own caramel troubles. Um, Yes, but it's all very genuine and very good-hearted and very nice people and a very fun time. And it makes
2: you hungry.
1: That is Bear scratching on his little scratcher in the background, if you can hear that.
2: (laughs) We probably should get going before he tries to eat it.
1: Back to normal. (laughs) He's going to eat some cardboard if I don't go soon.
2: All right. You, dear listener, can get involved with the show. You can find us at thisshowhaseverything.com. You can also submit your feedback to us, just like Ramon did at throwyourphone.com. <laughs> you can check us out at the Facebook group, where you'll see even more of the Question of the Week answers, and this week, uh, pictures of the flooding in my apartment kitchen. Uh, this show has everything on Facebook. When I remember to update it, the show Twitter is Tishi Show. You can email us at she t s h e at 10710.com. That's also a fine place to send your voice memos. And you know we will play them. You can also fax me your cake at (laughs) 617-354-8513. And with that, until next week, was everything.
0: Do you think a 3D printer could print a cake? If they could fax you an actual... If anyone
1: (laughs) can figure that out, it's Gregory. Tell tell Gregory (laughs) to get us the fax number
2: for the 3D printer. (laughs)